What it do, baby? This is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. <laughs> and I'm a stunned Sheldon Alexander. Coming to you live from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the city of champions. Uh, Sheldon, when we last left our listeners, it was deep into the NBA postseason. The Toronto Raptors had not yet won, but we were talking mad shit, and I just want to bask because I don't think Toronto is going to win a championship in any sport anytime soon, so our listeners will have to forgive me for being excited, and just, I know it's been like two months since the Raptors won, but I just, I need this, and we're picking up where we left off. Here's the thing. When you're NBA champions, when you're the champs, you get to say that at least for the next year until someone else gets crowned the champions. But even with that said, forever and ever and ever, you have to put some respect on the name of the Toronto Raptors because they are NBA champs. And I I am so worked up, I had to take my shirt off because now I'm all hot. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Too much info. Too much info. But hey, I hear you. You're fired up. You're excited because not only are we still basking in the glory of the Toronto Raptors winning the championship, but the reason why we're here on this You Killed It podcast, it means there's another season of the best show on television. And you know what I love about when there's a new season of the challenge, Sheldon? There is an opportunity to bring new people into watching the challenge. We totally, get to bring totally fresh true. meat in terms of fans on onto the You Killed It wave and also into the challenge. Totally true. And like some people might be listening to this, this, this podcast right now, the You Killed It podcast, you might be listening to this on the On Blast feed. And the On Blast podcast network, you know, normally we got a bunch of basketball stuff on there. Um, there's also just a normal generic On Blast podcast, which is more of a pop culture take on things, whatever we want to talk about at the time. And so we're doing a kind of little crossover here where it's a You Killed It on the On Blast Network. And this is the ability for the On Blast listeners to maybe join up and and sign on to the Challenge podcast, which is You Killed It. And, you know, like and subscribe and also just join in on a new show because we're we're ways away from a new NBA season and what better way to kill some time, you know, plug it into your schedule, than the challenge, which Bill Simmons famously coined as, what, the fifth major professional North American sport? That's right. The fifth major professional sport in North America. In North America. North America. And I mean, I it sounds like a joke, but I totally agree. Because like, for if you're not into the challenge, or if you're not familiar with the challenge, John, how would you explain it? What's your elevator pitch in terms of what the challenge is? If you were had to tell an alien, or maybe you were telling, you know, you, one of your friends who doesn't watch the show, how would you describe it? I always tell people that it is a mix of Survivor and Big Brother, where they're allowed to drink, they're allowed to <laughs> hook up, and they're allowed to come back. Season after season, just like the You Killed It podcast. And uh, it develops rivalries, relationships, romantic and otherwise. And it's all that, and it's the crack cocaine of reality TV. 
Well, as mentioned, right, we are heavily influenced by the era of the Bill Simmons podcast, which bled into the Right Reasons podcast with David Jacoby and Juliet Littman. But they always described it as a survivor on steroids. And I think that's a perfect way to put it because you get a little bit of everything, right? Like the way that this show goes in terms of just having, you know, such a great, diverse cast. And, it, and I think MTV does a way better job than most other reality shows, definitely in terms of having a, a diverse cast and different people from different walks of life, forcing them to live in a house together, beautiful people living and partying with each other, as you mentioned, John, then add in the competition and the beast mode challenges that they have on this show, and then the money. This, like, this show is just incredible. It is the best show on television and to me the best reality show by far for sure but that's just oh, 100, me 100 percent. i also As I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you though i do have bachelor in paradise on my tv right now <laughs> i don't really watch it it's just kind of on in the background i don't know what's going on i don't really watch the bachelor or bachelorette for that matter but yeah background noise the challenge much more than background noise though right absolutely it it involves it demands I should say it demands 100% of our attention. I also think that for, I mean, to all our listeners, and we have a very loyal following, and we love you guys. Oh, uh, huge but, shouts to the regulars. But for those of you who are new to You Killed It, we've been at this now for uh, more than two years. This is going to be our 115th episode. And <laughs> I just did some quick math. We have covered seven seasons of the challenge if you count the <laughs> stars versus or pros versus yeah champs um i should also say and we're going to be careful how we put this sheldon and i both work in sports journalism okay if you look at our twitter feeds especially mine you can figure out who we work for but to be careful <laughs> we don't often say on the podcast who we work for but w- at least at least with me, if you do very minimal research, you can figure <laughs> out who I work for. But my point is, I like to think that we come at it from a fan perspective, but also a journalist perspective. And it is worth noting, Sheldon, I'm a print reporter. You work in television and you yeah. have background in reality TV. So you bring a lot of producering insight to how these things get done and how these things get made. Well, we, we try to, and you always described it as kind of like we're the, the thinking man's podcast, right? Or That's the, right. Or the thinking person's podcast. That's I'll right. Say. Don't gender that shit, man. Exactly, right? And I think what we try to do here is we get it. We all like reality TV. We love beautiful people. We get it. There's hot girls on the show. Cool, right? Like, I get it. We're all here. I understand. But on top of that, we love, like, the the interaction of the house the house politics, the drama. We're here for the strategy in terms of how you're going to take down the other side of the house, who's going to be in what um, alliances, like all of these things so much make up our love for this show. And I think that's how we come at it in terms of breaking down what's going on from episode to episode. It's more of that as opposed to just like, oh man, look how hot that chick is. Yeah. Right. Like we, we get it. We understand it. I like hot girls. Cool. But 
we try to bring a little more to it than that. And as you mentioned, John, yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of different things TV wise, but one of the most fun things I did was I used to work on a reality show, a short lived reality show, but a fun reality show. But it gave super cool insight into how these things are done. And so I'll always try to like think about, wait, how did they shoot that? How did, you know, what were the producers trying to get from this shot? Or, you know what I mean? Like, why didn't they ask them this question? And I think that's what kind of makes it fun. And also, we try to be interactive. So, for sure, send us your questions. Send us what you think. And we'll read your comments on each each and every week, no? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, if you go back through our archives or if you are introduced to You Killed It through a longtime fan, they will tell you. We basically read out every comment that we get, if we remember, <laughs> uh, on air. And we're very good, I think, about tweeting back at people. Unless you're like a For total sure. dick. In which case, <laughs> like, I might get pissed and reply, but Sheldon has better control of his temper than I do. <laughs> I always got the, what do they call it? I got the stunner shades on, man. The hater blockers, as they call them. I don't really yeah. see those tweets, you know? You're better at that. You're much better at it than I am. But let's but, talk uh, about, I was going to say, let's talk about this season. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Sure. Totally. Let's break down what is going on on this season and kind of like the structure because the thing about the challenge is there's always a different structure or theme to each season. So, John, what what is the theme of this season 34 of the challenge? It is War of the Worlds 2, which it looks like is going to be the United States versus the United Kingdom. So the cast is roughly 50-50 between Americans and Brits. It's worth noting that there are four... Uh, competitors who are going to be coming in as quote-unquote reinforcements we don't know what that twist is going to look like it's sort of been hinted that they they're going to have a draft where the two teams can choose like who they want and let's talk about those four first uh okay the first probably i mean probably definitely the biggest name of the reinforcements is ct who is Perhaps on the downside of his challenge career, but I mean, I love CT. He's one of the all-time best members of the challenge cast. One of the most interesting story arcs. How do you feel about CT? Totally agree. If, if there's a Mount Rushmore of the challenge, CT is definitely holds down one of the spots. Yes. Right? Like, he is, I mean, even though he might not be in his prime, of his challenge career, this would be what his sixteenth challenge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, he's still a beast. He's still a monster, and off reputation alone, uh, he he holds a lot of clout in the house, right? Like you don't want to go into a physical competition against CT. Um, over the past few seasons, we've kind of seen the dad bod <laughs> CT, but you'll see guaranteed. You'll see the replays or the flashbacks of prime ct and prime ct is must see tv right like there were fights there were just total dominations and challenges the infamous uh backpack carry of johnny bananas out of a elimination round like ct is just a beast and whereas he might not be as much for the drama as he used to be he's still a household name when it comes to the challenge 
and hey, I'm always here to see CT. Next up, we've got D, who made her challenge debut last season. She is, I should note, CT is American. D is Australian. She comes from the Geordie Shore. Okay. I, how do you feel about D's return? Whatever. I mean, to be honest, a solid debut season. Uh, but at the end of the day, not really that much entertainment value. And a solid competitor, though. Yeah. I'll say that much. Solid competitor. Next up is Ninja Natalie, an American from American Ninja Warrior. I... I mean, her athleticism is pretty cool, uh, she, and she's Anytime nice. Ninja is in your name, <laughs> yeah, right? That's a plus, right? And then uh, finally, of the four reinforcements, the one that's going to get us in the most trouble. Okay. Turbo, last year's winner, who yes. is worth noting is. Like D is not from the United States or from the United Kingdom. He's from Turkey. He won last year, uh, the last season of the challenge. He also has won uh, Turkey's version of Survivor. Yeah. Uh, you and I did not like him in particular. I found him super annoying last season. So Turbo is a beast, right? He's a competition yeah. beast. Uh, he's super fit, always working out in the house. But the one thing, especially if you're new to the challenge and our regular listeners will know that we always fall on the side of, you know, you got to be the five tool player, right? For yep. lack of a, to make the sports analogy. And part of, you know, the tools that you bring to entertaining us in the challenge is would I want to have a beer with this person? Would I want to chill and hang out with this person? And I can't really say that I got that vibe from Turbo at any point during last season. As you mentioned, he was kind of annoying. Uh, the whole grudge he had last year with Ninja Natalie and D towards the end of the season was super annoying. Um, yeah, he just, you know, you started off with the what it do, baby. Yeah. I don't really think that, like, Turbo, I would not describe him as a fun guy. No. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And that's I, kind of the blah to me. He just, like, I have all the respect in the world for him as a competitor, but he's got that big nerd energy that just like rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> and, and we can't yeah. emphasize enough though, like he is a beast. Like what oh, yeah. that last the elimination from last season. Like if you are new to this and you go back or if you've just forgotten how difficult that elimination not elimination, the final was on last season of the challenge. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen on any reality show in terms of what you had to do to win a season. And my guy, he dominated, right? Like he did yeah. an amazing feat to win that. So all credit to him. He is an incredible competitor. But to me, there's just, it's like basketball where there's two sides of the floor, offense and defense. In the challenge, it's like, how good of a competitor are you? And what's your vibes like in the house, right? Yeah. And, and he gives me boring vibes. He only plays well on one end of the court, if if I'm going to continue with the sports analogies. Oh, and I love it when you talk sports to me. Um, <laughs> I also, he's a very sensitive person, and I will say, to his credit, he is the rare example of a good person. Like, I think Turbo has yeah. an excellent moral compass. True. I sure. just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Like, just sort of, and you touched on this, I'm not going to retread it, but just the... 
way he interacts with people it's a bit much he's very intense but like a good person like you know what i mean like a moral person which is rare on this show Uh, i think a loyal person which is also rare on the challenge like there's a lot to commend him i just wouldn't want to hang out with him but let's talk let's talk about the united states team usa here's the thing though before we get to team usa just a couple like housekeeping things about this season right so right. as you mentioned, U.S. versus the U.K. and the two teams split in the fourteen against fourteen for their share of one million dollars. Right, <laughs> pretty big deal. But huge. It's the first time since two thousand and nine that this show has a two-team format, which is kind of wow. interesting, right? Like for us, like that's pretty cool, right? Because we always talk about, like, we always give the producers a really good you know, pat on the back for the way that they're able to keep this show fresh and keep like kind of changing up the format to keep us entertained, right? To keep us interesting. And I think playing off of what happened last season, continuing this US versus UK thing where let's be honest, the US side of the house got they were too caught up in their own BS last year. And that really allowed, you know, the others, let's say, to dominate the house and you end up with turbo winning. And who was Turbo, Theo, and who else? Georgia, who Bear. Georgia, Bear. Like, they really dominated the house. and Gorilla Ashley. Their... Gorilla Ashley, right? They dominated the house, and it was a majority of brand-new characters towards the end of the season. Now, we were still both entertained, but this sets up this season to where you just mentioned. You need a bounce back from Team USA, right? You so, sure do. Let's go through this side of the house because if you follow the challenge, if you follow the real world, there'll be names that you're totally familiar with. I'm just going to list off names and you tell me yay or nay in terms of are you excited to see this person? And obviously if it's an A, we'll just move on quickly. Does that sound (laughs) good? Sound cool? Sounds cool. So first up, we got Ashley, better known as Smashley. Are you happy to see Smashley back here on TUSA? Yes, I love Smashly, five-tool player, super entertaining on TV, such a good competitor, just a total wild card. I love it. Yeah, Ashley can totally dominate an episode from top to bottom. She can win a challenge. She can then, you know, like win the beer pong competition, win a chugging competition, end up on the dance floor, just dominating the dance floor, and then, you know, end the night cuddled up with the special someone. Like, that is what Ashley brings to the table. She is made for reality TV while also kicks ass and challenges. So, yeah, totally happy to see yeah, Smashly. And when your nickname is Smashly, come on, right? Yep. Next up, we got Cara Maria. Nay? Nay. But, see, <laughs> you just said that if we say nay, we weren't going to get into it. But no, I'm going no, no. to get it out of the way right now. Get into it. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I need, I said this all last season, I need a break from Cara Maria, <laughs> her boyfriend, Polly, who's also on Team USA, and her ex-boyfriend, Kyle, who's on Team UK. I will say, Kyle by himself is good television, and I like him. But the whole Cara, Polly, Kyle dynamic is just, it's so toxic, and it's just like, watching the worst high school breakup that never ends 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I was... Sorry, I was just going to say, full marks to Kara. I will happily acknowledge she is one of the best competitors of all time on this show. And in previous seasons, I have liked her, but the Kara, Polly, Kyle dynamic, I am so done with. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mentioned the Mount Rushmore of the challenge, and definitely Kara Maria would also be there, right? Like, she is one of the best competitors of all time to ever be on the show. She's also you know, kind of has like the, probably has like the most seasons played behind Johnny Bananas and in, in CT. This is her 14th challenge. So she is like a vet among vets. And so, yeah, I mean, she's a good competitor. She is entertaining in the sense that, you know, she parties it up. She is always hooking up with someone, but you're right in terms of the dynamic with this love triangle. I was over it two seasons ago. Yep. At least. So I'm not here for that drama again. Hopefully they keep that to the minimum. But with that said, there's so many other people and interesting people on the cast. I feel like they don't need to go back to the well of the Kara and Kyle and Polly thing again. Or at least that's my hope going into the season. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, Kara, great player. Got that, like, goth, sexy look down. Shout Sakara. Uh, <laughs> next up, Faith. Uh, she didn't <laughs> leave, like, a huge impact, but, like, I think she's beautiful and she was pretty funny. She's sort of like a poor man's Davon. Okay. I mean, Faith was here for the drama last se- last season, right? She might not. She was a Two solid seasons competitor. Ago. Two seasons ago, yes. So she did a really good job on the challenge. Because if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, she's like an army vet. Yes. Do I have that correct? I yeah. And I can't and remember which like, branch, but she is a military veteran. So I, if I remember correctly, she kind of surprised people because people weren't expecting that from Faith to just like you know be like get down and dirty. Let's say in the actual challenges, because we can't stress enough. If you're new to this show. These challenges are real. Like, it's not the big brother competitions where it's like, hey, stand on this platform for the longest time. Like, right? Like, it, it's not that kind of challenges. I, I, I was just going to say, every big brother competition is like, stand on this thing. Sometimes it's slippery or something pushes at you. Whoever stands longest gets to nominate people, but it'll be undone later this week. Yeah, this is like running uh, on top of speeding buses and jumping from one thing to the next or like, you know, diving from 30 foot diving boards into swimming. You know what I mean? Like it's just so much going on all the time or just straight contact. Like I was straight up trying to murder each other. (laughs) (laughs) So good. But yeah, Faith has the I'd say she has good potential to be like a breakout player. Because she's good at competitions and kind of got her feet wet the last time, you know, got a lay of the land in terms of how thing, things go. The key here for Faith is she's from Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring that up is because automatically that means you're good at one end of the floor, meaning the house drama. So, yes, I'm here for Faith. Next yeah. up is Johnny Bananas. How do you, yay or nay on Johnny Bananas? So, Here's my thing on Johnny Bananas. Normally, under normal circumstances, I would give a nay 
because kind of like Kara, kind of tired of Johnny Bananas. But after how disappointing of a season he had last year, I'm okay with it because I feel like he kind of got the slap in the face, kind of like LeBron last year on the Lakers, right? And Johnny Bananas is the most famous challenge competitor of all time, right? He's won the most times. He is the face of this franchise. Yeah, he's right? Mr. Challenge. Totally. But after getting slapped in the face and getting kicked off so early last season, I'm interested to see how he bounces back this on his 18th season of the challenge. I'm very interested to see how he bounces back and how he changes up his game, plus added into this, this, you know, U.S. team where you got to work together with all these people, which we'll get to, that he always has beef with, namely Wes mm-hmm. our, and also Zach from last season, how that all played out. Him and Kara are like off and on all the time, but I'm very interested to see how Johnny Bananas bounces back from maybe one of the most disappointing seasons that he's had on the show. Yeah. What's your, what do you think? I agree. And we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get to Wes, but... Okay. Off the top, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, next up is Jordan. What Yay. are your thoughts on Jordan? Big fan of Jordan. Huge fan of Jordan. Jordan is low-key one of the best competitors to play this game, right? Like His oh, yeah. winning percentage is incredible. He um, just dominates physically like challenges. Like He is a great competitor. He's great at challenges. He's calmed down as the years have gone on in terms yeah, of getting into he's fights. He's matured. Yes, he's grown up, let's say. Um, but early Jordan, he was always fighting with someone, yelling with someone. He was being the jerk. Like, he was a huge jerk in the house, even going back to his real world days, right, where he was purposely just getting under people's skin and just being an asshole for no reason, which, hey, for us, provides entertainment. So I'm always here to see Jordan. But Jordan also leads to Tory, right? I'm, I'm kind Huge of skipping ahead Tory from the fan. list. But yeah. Jordan and Tory are a couple. And, you know, both of them are back on the show. And is this the first time they've both been back since they hooked up on the show? Yeah. So I I'm am a interested. huge Tory fan. Yeah. Like, shouts to Tori. She is one of the funniest sort of narrators on the show. And she's a great competitor. She and Jordan, like, I follow them both on social media. They have great chemistry. Like, ju- yeah. what we were just saying about how Polly and Kara's chemistry is quite off-putting. Jordan and Tori have, like, a great relationship. They're also very independent people into their own right. You know what I mean? Like, they're not, mm-hmm. it's not all about their relationship. They're going to be making their own decisions. They're going to be having their own friendships, their own beefs. And, like, I predict that they'll have, they'll definitely have each other's backs. But, like... You know what I mean? Like, their relationship doesn't define them. They've got other shit going on. Yeah. They're also, they're good solo. Like, if you remember back to last season, to use Kara and uh, Polly as an example, if you go back to last season, remember how much, you know, Polly was playing the game of, you know, am I going to do this for Kara? Am I going to, you know, just go in against Kyle just for, right? There's so much ego that gets into the game. Whereas I think that with Tori and Jordan, they just seem like cool people. Yeah. Like going back to, like, you know, you, you might not want to hang out with a couple. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. could be kind of weird because they're too, like, okay, we get it. You guys are together. With them, though, they seem more kind of chill. 
more laid back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with them. I, I'm glad to see them back. They're two people that you can hang out with. Um, I haven't been up to date yet on Tori's musical career. Is that still a thing? Uh, to the best of my knowledge. And Jordan uh, produced a movie, wrote and Whoa. directed a movie, and CT okay. was in it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's dope. So, yeah, happy to see Jordan and Tori back on the show. And I'm sure there will be a storyline or two about the two of them that I'm pretty sure is leaked online already. Oh, yeah. It's I don't know if we're, super we'll public. That, but we'll get there. Okay. We we'll won't talk it. about it on this episode. We're going to talk about it as You Killed It rolls on over the coming months. Next up is Josh, Josh from Big Brother. How do you feel about Josh? <laughs> um, Josh had a very interesting first season. I mean, we didn't see the full effect of Josh. And I say that because I watched Josh's season of Big Brother in which he won in like the weirdest win on a reality show ever. And I say that because he was probably the most annoying person in the house, but he kept getting dragged along because he was clearly the bigger target than everyone else. So they kept bringing him along and he would just be the most annoying person in the house, getting on everyone's nerves. He'd walk into rooms, banging pots and pans just to be annoying and screaming in people's faces again, just to be annoying, then would just break down and emotionally cry. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever. And yet this person won a season of Big Brother. So <laughs> last season with Josh on Big on uh, the challenge, I was interested to see how much of that Josh we would see. And it kind of poked his head out a little. But him and Amanda, I think, did a good job of kind of balancing each other out. You know, like, you know, maybe uh, evening out their emotions, let's say. So with Amanda not here to be Josh's partner, I can clearly see Josh having a couple blow-ups this season. So I'm here for entertainment value. I'm here to see Josh. I find Josh tremendously annoying. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to expand upon that. I just, I find <laughs> him so annoying. I mean, if I was odds makers, I wouldn't bet on Josh having a long stay. Because, I mean, this isn't Big Brother where people are just going to, like, carry him along and he might win a challenge by accident. You kind of got to, like, you got to win some challenges in this game to move along. But, yeah, Josh, not mad at him. He's good for the early season when there's a bunch of people in the house and a lot of room for the shit disturbers. Yeah, that's why Josh is here. Uh, moving on, though. Kill a Cam. One of our favorites, I think. No, N nothing but respect for my president. I love Cam. Glad she's back. <laughs> Happy to see Cam back for sure. Uh, I'm very interested to see Cam's dynamic in the house with Leroy. Roy and Lee. Shouts to Roy Lee, another one of our favorites. And of course, the drama from last season. And if we remember at the uh, reunion, there was a whole bunch of drama between Roy Lee and Killa Cam and Theo from last season interested to see how that dynamic plays off again this season but in terms of you mentioned the five tool players she's not the partier that ashley is by any means but cam has some fun in the house but she's a great player oh my well. god speaking great of strategy great strategy right and a great at competitions great at eliminations right that's her yeah, thing she's the elimination queen on that note though 
We now get to Laurel. Laurel Stucky, the first challenge castmate to follow me on Twitter. Humble brag alert. And, and I'm jealous. We've already rhymed off. Kara is one of the best competitors of all time. Smashly, one of the best competitors of all time. Cam as one of the best competitors of all time. But Laurel is the real fucking deal. Like, with all I'm... due respect to those three, Laurel is arguably the most dominant female competitor of all time. The only time she really lost was because her head was not in the game. And I've seen an interview with her where she admitted that she basically just mentally quit because she was so wrapped up in her girlfriend at the time, Nicole. And Laurel is just on another level. This, I think, from in terms of female competitors, just on the U.S. team, this is the most stacked house we've ever seen. Like, those four, Smashly, Kara, Cam, and Laurel, are all super legitimate. Like, they and are... And you have Tori coming up right after them, right? Like, yeah, Tori's no joke. Even Ninja and D coming in as reinforcements. Like, they're all excellent competitors. I'm very excited for that aspect. And I'm excited to see what's going on with Laurel. And I was talking about this with longtime listener, friend of the show, Nick Ashburn. Who, who messaged me, and Nick was like, no one told me Laurel's on this season. He's like, that's crazy. And we had a conversation about Laurel. Because she is low-key a shit disturber. And it's hard oh, to put yeah. your finger on it. Because she doesn't have like an explosive temper. She doesn't really get into like the hookup. Uh, she doesn't... like really well sometimes she does but she doesn't anymore not anymore she doesn't really hook up with people but she's really good at pushing people's buttons in the long run you know what i mean (laughs) like i think that like she's the sort of person who around week one or two people are gonna start to get frustrated with her like i think she's just low-key sort of grading and it doesn't really come across on tv but by the end of the season if she's still in the game, people are going to be saying, oh my god, like, other cast members will be saying, like, oh my god, Laurel, shut the fuck up. Like, she really gets under people's skin in a subtle way that doesn't come across on TV. So, I'm going to one-up you here, and I'm going to say that pound for pound, I believe Laurel is the best challenge competitor of all time. Yeah, and yeah, in the, com- you, in the conversation, for sure. You add everything together, and yeah, she dominates at challenges right and she is the best female competitor but i'm saying when you add it all together in terms of you know because this is a person that we've we've now lived with on the show for you know in real time even though this is her sixth challenge her first challenge is like what over 10 years ago like it's a long time ago so this is someone we've seen mature and grow up and you know become a different person if that if that makes sense in terms of just like someone growing up you know what i mean growing up in front of us on tv and so we've seen her you know be on a show be really drunk all the time partying hooking up then go away for a couple seasons a year or two then coming back and kind of having a completely different vibe on the show so i'm with you i'm interested to see what she's gonna be like now because the drama has kind of slowed down we kind of seen her play uh for lack of a better term a mother hen type role if you remember back to 
Jenna and Zach going back and forth. And she was really trying to tell Jenna to like be careful because Zach was playing her. Do, yeah. do we remember that? Right. And like we've seen her in different phases and I'm interested to see what phase is she in now, but also does she still have the beast mode still left in the tank when it comes to the challenges? I'm, I'm super excited to see Laurel back. I love Laurel in terms of a challenge competitor. I love her vibe in the house. As you said, the shit disturber, like she's here for a good time as well. And again, just kicks ass, taking names. Yeah. Here for Laurel for sure. Yes. Then we already touched on it. We're both excited that Leroy's back. He's yes, often the bridesmaid, but big fan of Leroy. Uh, I was talking about it today before I left work. I was talking to friend of the show, Lawrence Thomas, about how we were going to do the preview uh, episode tonight of You Killed It. And I said to him that Bill Simmons and company, they've like not ruined Leroy to me because I still love Leroy, but when they called him the Carmelo of the challenge, like that really hurt my feelings because I love Carmelo and I love Leroy, but it's so perfect because Mello, like Leroy, close friends with LeBron slash Johnny Bananas, but doesn't ever win. And it's just like, come on. At one point, Leroy has to win. No, like, come on. We need to see this. Is this the year, John? Is this the year? We'll see. <laughs> we'll next see. Up, Next up, we got Nani, who made her return to the challenge last season after a bit of a hiatus. But, John, are you happy to see the return of Nani? Yes, I like Nani. I like the role she's going to play. And we're going to, I'm saving, we're going to save Wes for last on the Team US because I think Wes is really going to encapsulate sort of a summary. Um, But what I really respected about Nani, because she was on last season, as you said, she was sort of the voice of reason yes. among the Americans, among the veterans. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that plays out. And also, she is best friends with Leroy, so she might get drawn into the drama with Cam and Theo. Yes. Um, so, big Nani fan, glad she's back, and I'm interested to see how things play out with her. Yeah, super interested to see how that plays out as well with Nani. She's a great character, and as my text messages continue to go off in the background, as you can hear the dings, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nani is a great character, and you, you touched on it a bit about what was going on last season, and she was one of the first people on the like U.S. side or the vet side of the house to acknowledge the fact that they were just going on going at each other and picking each other off while the other side of the house, the the UK side was just, you know, Millie rocking all the way to the final, right? Because <laughs> rocking. The, Amazing. Right? Like, well, the U S they were, they were just like busy knocking each other off and the other side of the house was just sitting back and laughing essentially. Right. And so, yeah, now that, you know, the teams are there totally interested to see where Nani falls because she's someone who can be a leader on the team, but mm-hmm. also will call people out on the BS. Well, so I'm interested to see that dynamic. It's interesting. It'll be interesting because the American team is a team of very strong personalities. <laughs> totally. Right? Like, totally. there are no shrinking violets on this team. Faith is probably the quietest among them, and she ain't quiet. Yeah. 
and, uh, and the next person on this list is Pauly. We kind of touched on him. We touched him. He kind of deals with that small man syndrome, so he's gonna, <laughs> he's definitely gonna speak up. Yeah, in a pa- room where he doesn't deserve to have his voice heard as loud as some of the other names on this list, just based off resume. Yep, I uh, I already I already said it. I'm not excited that Polly's on the show. I need a break from Polly. Totally <clears throat> we already uh, we talked, talked about, about Tori. Tor- yep, let's talk about Zach because I do want to save Wes for last. So, Zach, I mean, at this point, I can't really say I'm excited to see Zach. Like, I'm not really sure what he brings to the table. He's a pretty solid competitor, but especially after what came out during the reunion where they're trying to figure out, was he throwing challenges? Was he trying to just get off the show at a certain point? <clears throat> like, it just seemed really weird. And, you know, Jenna's not on this show this season. So that's one storyline that's removed. And we've already seen the seasons where ja- where Zach just sort of fades into the background you know what I mean? Yeah. And tries to just like slide along. So I'm going to say nay. I'm not really that excited to see, to see Zach. What do you think? I'm not super excited, but it's also he's going to be an, an interesting factor. And okay. I'm going to I'm going to wrap it all up for the Team USA okay. right now by talking about friend of the show, our guy, Weston Bergman. Because Wes, in my mind, had one of the most interesting seasons ever last season. Okay. For people new to the show, Wes is one of the uh, most w- one of the winningest competitors on the show ever. Took a long break. Mm-hmm. He is sort of the, not sort of. He is the arch rival of Johnny Bananas. <laughs> yes. But they have a weird sort of frenemy thing going and this is not conjecture Wes has been on You Killed It and told us that although he and Johnny have tons of issues they also understand each other and can bounce off of each other in some ways like as much as they want to take each other out they also respect each other enough to know that they can bring different things to the table and can Maybe not over the course of a season, but day by day, like moment by moment, they will work together when they realize that it works to their mutual benefit. And what was which so is, sorry? Go ahead. No, I was going to say it was what, which is what makes this season so exciting, right? Because yes. how are these people who are used to doing like this tap dance with each other every season, right? Where it's terms of like. Who's going to take the first shot in terms of trying to get the other one out of the house? But now you're teammates and you kind of yeah. want to have your strongest <clears throat> players around. And so how's that going to work? Because there's going to be, you know, one of the most interesting things about this season is going to be who's going to be the leader of each team. Right. Yeah. And that's going to be very funny to see how that goes, because we know why Johnny Bananas is here. He's here for the camera time. He's here to, you know make all the jokes in the confessionals he's here to be part-time producer right part-time manipulator and i don't know if anyone manipulates the game better than wes no one does that's the answer no one manipulates the game better than wes so with them on the same team i don't know it's going to be super interesting well and you touched on this off the top of this episode of you killed it 
what the the biggest storyline it wasn't a storyline but i guess theme of last season the first war of the worlds was that the americans could not get over their own shit and by that i mean they could not get over all their interpersonal rivalries because they've all been on this show so many times (laughs) right that they all have these running beefs and what happened was there was a an alliance made up of all brits and they sort of coasted and not coasted they picked off americans because the americans were so busy being at each other's throats and if i know you've watched the trailer sheldon but if our listeners uh watch the trailer of war of the worlds too someone even makes the point last season we couldn't get over our shit this year season we have to or else we're going to lose to the united kingdom and the other person who benefited from all this backstabbing was Wes because he's such a master manipulator. Even though people kept saying, like, guys, we got to take out Wes, he would find week by week a way to last another week. <laughs> so yes. the question in my mind heading into War of the Worlds 2, can Wes and Johnny put their shit aside and help everyone else put their shit aside to focus on the task at hand or are they going to stab each other in the back? Like, are they going to be able to... Because uh, I think it's fair to say Johnny and Wes are the biggest leaders on the American team. I'm not saying necessarily that they're the strongest personalities, but they have the most leadership qualities. Can they rally this ragtag group and get them to coexist and focus on Team UK? I think that's the main plot line. At least for yeah. the first probably six or seven weeks of the season. That's just a prediction. Totally agree. And I think that's going to be the show within the show in the sense that how is this side of the house going to coincide and get along? Because you mentioned the the strong leadership personalities or the, the urge that Johnny and Wes both will have to call the shots. But then you have so many people on that side. Like Smashley's going to make her voice heard. She's not going to take any BS She's going to, you know, be heard. Right? Yeah. Jordan Cara, and Johnny dislike thing. each other. Kara, Polly, like. Totally. Right. Uh, Killa Cam. We talked about how great of a player she is. She's not going to go quietly. Laurel didn't just come back all of a sudden to just be quiet and like take orders either. Right. It's going to be super interesting to see. And Nani, same thing. It's going to be super interesting. That's going to be the show within the show how this u.s team gets along because as we switch sides to the uk team there's some names that we're familiar with right mm-hmm. there's also a lot of names that we don't really know so what do we want to do first we want i'll go through the names that we do know yes so georgia is back i, li- I like georgia. georgia i like georgia I, she i hope she learned some important life lessons from last season but i do like georgia I like Georgia because she was a good competitor. She was fearless. She was willing to like give her all in every single challenge and also like did really well at most of the challenges. But I also like Georgia because she understands the game of reality TV. And I feel like she played that up a lot last year in the back and forth that she was having with Bear. Like I feel like, and I'm saying this as this is the me putting on the producer hat. It's, it's kind of like a hat tip because I appreciate what she's doing because she's giving us content. 
right? Yep. Like she knew last year that Bear was Bear's a dog and Bear's dogging her and he has a girl back home and all that. But she was still here to kind of play along as if she's like, oh, no, I can't believe he's doing this to me. But at the same time, she was there playing the game as well. She was a willing participant in getting the camera time, giving us the storylines, giving the people what they want. So, yeah, I'm here for Georgia for sure. Next up uh, is the world's sexiest man, Joss. <laughs> Joss, cool. I mean, he was a good character. He's a nice guy. That probably was his downfall on the last season that he yeah. was on. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. I'm not going to be mad at Joss. I'll say that. I won't and, be mad at him. Cool to have him back. And he'll keep the house clean, which will make it a little less disgusting. So shout out to Joss and hygiene. Uh, Kaylee? Uh, I'm excited to see a season with Kaylee that does not feature Nelson, her on-again, off-again boyfriend, who sucks. So <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Kyle? I'm a big Kyle fan. It's just... Same. I, re- I think he's like... You mentioned it already, that like, would I have a drink with this guy? Yes, I would hang out with Kyle in a heartbeat. He's hilarious. He's good TV. A surprisingly good competitor. It's just he's caught up in that Paula, Paula, <laughs> Polly and Kara drama, and like it's it's so it's too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm always here for Kyle. Kyle is good reality TV. I have no problems with Kyle at all. He busts his ass, and he kind of is a throwback to what the challenge was. Yeah. What I mean by that is. There was a point in time where the challenge was filled with, like, beautiful people, but, like, regular people. Do you know what yeah. I mean? In terms of, like, hey, I might go to the gym every once in a while, but at a certain point, and I don't know what the exact season of the challenges would have been, but at a certain point, the majority of the house turned into, you know, these, like, uh, CrossFit, like, gym leaders, right? <laughs> where, like, every day it's just montages of people working out and people lifting weights and people running laps in the house and all that stuff right where it kind of was like okay i get it this is a physical competition but hey i want the people that have fun and i think kyle's a throwback to that he is uh who's next on our list here uh rogan no rogan was on another season i don't remember him at all no idea who rogan is like zero idea no idea who that person is I guess I could look up a picture. Nah. I mean, nah. Nah. Uh, especially why waste time when we can go to Bear? <laughs> Bear was the ultimate shit disturber <laughs> last season. And you know what? Like, he annoyed me last season. But now that you say his name, I'm excited that he's back. Like, I'm excited to see <laughs> what he gets up to next. Bear is great television. You might like Bear. You might dislike bear but the bottom line is he makes you feel something and that's all we ask for when we give up an hour or i guess this season 90 minutes of our lives each and every week i want to feel some emotion and bear is here to entertain you in one way or the other he will start fights he will talk shit he might take it too far sometimes most of the time but bear is reality tv and hey i'm here for that so yeah totally kind of the opposite of the next dude theo yep Theo's okay but yeah i got no beef I mean, with coming, theo 
no beef with them, but kind of a blah when you're coming after Bear, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fairness, Bear is a tough act to follow. That is very true. Bear might have had one of the most, you know, emphatic entrances into the challenge universe of all time. Like, he came in, you know, smashing tables, purposely just being a shit disturber. He got caught calling his girlfriend while in the house by the girl who he was messing around with in the house. Like, so much drama when it comes to Bear. And, yeah, it's why we love reality TV. Uh, mentioned Theo. And then, lastly, we got uh, Zadina? Zahida. Zahida. Wow, what's wrong with me? I don't know. What's wrong with me? I'm sorry, Zahida. I apologize because I really enjoyed you on your first season of The Challenge. So I apologize for that. Yeah. yeah I'm happy to see her back. She's good peoples. Yeah, she seemed nice. Um, so overall, Team UK, there's a bunch of other people I don't know. Do you ah. know anything about these people? Oh, Sheldon. Oh, Shelly. <laughs> I took the time. This is my level okay. obsession of obsession that I researched many of these people like i literally went okay. through the list and started like doing google searches on these people and i hadn't heard of some of these shows so i did a little research on them so let's start i think with the most interesting member in my mind of team uk okay i'm gonna draw your attention to esther from <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the name of the show. It's BK Chat LDN, which I know LDN is London. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Back Chat or if BK <laughs> stands for something. No idea. Have no you heard idea. of of BK Chat London? No, I have let no me, idea what that is. Let me take you to school, Sheldon, okay. because there's a very good chance that none of our listeners are familiar with the show especially if they're north american it is okay. a as the name implies it is a british web series it is not on tv okay it is not on like a terrestrial a terrestrial station as they say in the uk it is not on cable it is not on basic cable it's not on antenna it is on youtube and the format of the show is that they have uh five young women and then five men and the producers ask them a question typically about relationships and uh the women will answer the questions and the men will answer the questions and it's sort of giving their opinions and what's interesting is it's it's literally filmed in the kitchen of an east london apartment with like the five members of each gender they take turns but like We'll start with the women, all like sitting or leaning against the counter. They have this question thrown at them. But all the people of the opposite gender are sitting on a couch in the same room. So sometimes they'll like toss like lob, bobs, lob bombs in. Okay. And um, I'm sure you're familiar with the album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Correct. You know how they have, I don't want to say skits, but they have those interludes between some of the songs where it's like a guy talking to a group of like teenage women. Okay. It's a lot like that, only 
like modern day and not with like one of the best rap albums of all time surrounding it. Okay. I have okay. I have watched one episode of BK Chat London, LDN, whatever. Back chat. I wish I knew how to fucking call. It. No, they don't. In the intro, they don't say with the show like how to say the name. The That's very funny. first episode is infamous. Just Google, dear listener, Google. He broke up with me at a bus stop. It is also known as the Honey episode because a woman on the show, Honey, talks about how she got dumped at a bus stop, and shit gets live. Shit gets heated. Because one of the men announces, and I'm so sorry for saying this, I'm just quoting him, you were a side ting. I don't, I don't normally say things like ting, because I don't think it's, I don't think I'm the right person to use that phrase, but I'm just quoting so I feel comfortable. And she insists that she was not a side ting. Um... And it's in the United Kingdom. It's a super controversial show. Uh, the majority of the cast are uh, British African. And by that, I mean they're not from the Caribbean and settled in Britain. They are specifically, most of the cast are Nigerian, but they come from, there's some Angolans. Um, okay. I okay. believe Honey was Iranian. I could be wrong. But Esther, getting back to the challenge esther the one the lone representative from bk chat london back chat fuck i wish i knew it's called um she comes out of the gate on this show so fucking hot i can't i can't even put into words what she's like what an equivalent would be like you know you know cash me outside girl yeah bad baby Okay. Unfortunately, yes, I do know who you're talking about. But like, come like that strong an opinion. Like, so the opening question on that episode I was just talking about, I got dumped at a he dumped me at a bus stop. It starts off with questions about men cheating on women, and Esther okay. out the gate is doing the like slap punctuation. You know what I mean? <laughs> the punch slap punctuation, yeah, and yeah, yeah. talks about how. If a woman has ever slept with her man, they better be under instructions to never ever approach her on the street because she will fight them. Like just this is okay. within like the first two minutes of the show. Like she comes out hot. So, so I'm excited for Esther because A, in that small sample size, she's she's gonna be an impact player. And also she doesn't have that like formal TV training that all these other people do. So she it's a very raw show. Like it's sort of hard to watch with how raw the emotions are. So I'm excited to see someone that doesn't have that polished MTV Big Brother Viacom shine on them. Like I'm super interested to see what she brings to the table in terms of television. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I know what you're saying. And especially being thrown into the environment of the challenge, which is so unlike other reality shows. So that'll be cool too. No, totally understand. That was a good sell. Thank I'm you. In. I'm in. I'm in. Who's next on our getting to know Team UK? Next up is Love Islands, and I'm going to say his full name, Idris Virgo, who is not a James Bond villain, despite that name. 
Okay. Even though he sounds like, you know, Hank Scorpio. Idris. Yeah, it sounds like a fake name for sure. Idris from the, I got very deep into the Aster and some others into their background. Idris, I'm just going to say, sounds like he's a very nice guy, but he's a boxer. Oh. So okay. I'm intrigued by the level of athleticism he's going to bring to the table. Okay. Okay. Interested. Just for the scouting report. Also, I just love his name because, again, he sounds like a Bond villain. Idris Virgo. All right. Idris Virgo. Um, next up is Jennifer from Survival of the Fittest. Are you familiar with Survival of the Fittest? No, I am definitely not. So it's interesting. It's a battle of the sexes type of show. So it's men versus women in feats of fitness. So basically everyone on the show is a fitness model. Super, like the sort of ripped that makes, that looks gross. You know what I mean? Where you're like, wow, I didn't think I could see veins on abs, but here we are. You know what? I think I saw a tweet about her from the challenge account. Yes. Very recently. Yeah. And I was kind of like, holy jeez. I think that had to be her, right? Yes, that would be her. She's also an identical twin. And I just want to touch on the format of Survival of the Fittest because it's intriguing. Uh, And I think it might impact how this season of the challenge plays out. Essentially, Survival of the Fittest, like I said, it's fitness challenges between men and women. However, you can screw over your team if you want the opportunity to have a date with someone on the other team. You can ask them out on a date, but it penalizes your team. That's hilarious. So I'm intrigued because to me, this sounds like an applicable skill to the challenge. <laughs> That's fair. Because normally in previous seasons, when there have been like fresh meat, we've talked about like, oh, this person is not ready for like what they're about to get into. But I feel like Jennifer, both in terms of the psychology and the fitness level, I think she's there. Okay. I'm uh, in. There is uh, Nicole Bass from X on the Beach. I just want to point out this is not the former pro wrestler Nicole Bass. It's a different person. <laughs> okay. Uh, I also want to touch on uh, Sean and Tula, quote unquote, Big T from Shipwrecked. <laughs> you sound like made up shows right now, but okay. I know. I'm with you. I, I had I'm, a- I'm in. I'm in. Shipwrecked is also a team game, although it's based off of islands. And essentially, a bunch of sexy singles are shipwrecked on islands. So it's like Survivor, where they have to like get food and like build shelters and stuff. But they're also competing against the other islands. And they also had, at various points, options to switch islands. And Sean successfully made the jump because he was so attracted to another competitor... And they actually had, like, a love connection, and, like, it worked out. Oh, okay. And, like, although he switched teams to, like, the other island, people were like, hey, no, like, this Sean dude is a good guy. This kind of sounds like a very solid, like, minor league. Yeah. The challenge. Okay. Yeah, for both okay. shows. I'm in. I'm so in. I'm in. 
I just I had to give you that background. Like I said, I am super excited for Esther. I am intrigued by what Jennifer and Sean bring to the table. And like I'm also I really feel like the big advantage and we already touched on this is that I feel like the Brits are going to get along better. Like I don't I don't know how much like previous history there is. Like I know that early on uh Idris and Georgia were on the same season of Love Island and he was interested in her. Like I don't know where they stand now. Um but I feel like significantly the core of team UK is back, right? Theo, Georgia, Bear, yeah. And like having that those three and like Kyle sort of gets along with everyone. Zahida had been a member of Team UK but lost early. But like there's no there's no beef, you know, and Joss gets along well with everyone. So like there's not this like the combustible elements really are Kaylee and Kyle cuz Kyle is wrapped up in all that shit and Bear because he's a lunatic. Um, so I'm really excited. It's interesting to note that Kyle is the most experienced person on the challenge. This is his fourth challenge. Everyone else is on their first, second, or, uh, Joss is on his third. Everyone else has just the one or two. So it's interesting. I'm very intrigued. I'm super intrigued too, to see how the crossover showmances might work. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of the U S and UK team and how that plays into the competition um yeah and to be honest too there's nothing that gets me more hype than the first season of the cha- the first oh. episode of a season of the challenge it's always so good everyone getting into the house being all excited they're trying to figure out where they're sleeping that first night of partying the terrible johnny banana speech like i'm so giddy <laughs> for this season already and it hasn't we're, we're still a week away we're still yes. a week away so let's talk. Let's do a little housekeeping before we throw to our social media shoutouts. Okay. Um, I just it's worth pointing out because you pointed this out to me, and I didn't realize this. And I want to you alluded to it, but I want to restate it. This season of the challenge are ninety minute episodes, okay. which means episodes of you killed it are going to be longer because there's just going to be more ground for us to cover. But I also want to warn our listeners. That they're gonna have to watch, like when you're setting your PVRs, it's another, it's gonna, it's like an extra thirty minutes, just like for planning your day. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be on Wednesday nights, which means you killed it. We are going to endeavor to come out every Thursday night. We have a pretty good track record. Sometimes shit comes up, but we're gonna try. So, on you killed it. We have two weekly features. The first is what was your line of the episode. This is usually what we thought was funniest. And then we have our weekly MVPs, where we simply ask each other, who killed it for you this week? As a shout out to TJ Lavin, the best host in reality TV. Obviously, doing this preview episode, there's no lines of the episode. And there's no uh, there's no one who killed it, aside from you and I, Sheldon. We both killed it, obviously. Yes. So I do have a question <laughs> prepared for you, Sheldon. Okay. I do have a question. We're going to get ourselves in some trouble. Let's have some fun. We are neither American nor British. Some people would say that Canadians are like the mix, a mix of Canadian, uh, a mix of British and American. We're like the more attractive, better looking children of both Britain and the United States. Okay. So I'm wondering 
who do you think, before we even see episode one, who do you think, which team are you going to cheer for? Like, what's your gut tell you? Are you going to cheer for the Team U.S. or Team U.K.? My gut tells me I'm going to cheer for Team U.S. just because I have more of a long-standing relationship with more of these people, right? Like, mm-hmm. you mentioned Wes, you mentioned Bananas. I'm, I have a more vested interest in Team U.S. because I've spent so much more time with them. Now, there are people that I definitely like on the U.K. team, right? Like, we talked about Georgia. Uh, we talked about Kyle. I want to see them do well. I like them, right? They're good characters. Mentioned Bear as well. But I don't really know, like, half the UK team. So they kind of got to earn that, you know, watchability or likability factor. Whereas I know what I'm getting from Smashly, and I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what I'm getting from Laurel and Bananas and Wes, and I'm here for all that. Like, this is why I'm here for these people on the U.S. team. Now, do people break into that? Of course. We just mentioned a couple names. Kyle. We mentioned Bear. We mentioned Georgia. You can bust through that. But why I'm here is for Team USA. So I'll be rooting for them. That's going to be – that's my guess. I agree with everything you said, but that familiarity – it's a big boost. It's a big benefit to the American team. But here's my counter-argument. There's more people on the U.S. team, on the American team, that I dislike. Ah. There's no equivalent to Polly. There's no equivalent to Kara. It's fair. And Josh. one thing... Yeah, yeah, Josh. Um, one thing that I'll say about last season was it's very frustrating to see the Americans not get their act together. And like, I really liked Nani and Wes last season because they were really trying hard to rally the troops and they were dropping mad truth bombs, but people couldn't get over it. Um, But I I will say just overall, I'm intrigued, especially after talking about this with you, I'm really intrigued to see how all this plays out because there's so many plot lines. Like we haven't talked really about the fact that Jordan and Johnny Bananas dislike each other. That Laurel and Kara were rivals. In fact, they were on the first season of Rivals together. And then they were best friends. And then they had a falling out again. Uh, like there was so- a season. Who was the guy that they were not fighting over, but fighting over? Wasn't uh, that- it was, was Nicole. Was it Nicole? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was Nicole. It was Nicole. Yeah, yeah, it was Nicole. That's incredible. So um, I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm so excited to see this. As you said, there's nothing better than the first episode of the challenge. I also, I'm grateful that we had like two months off to recharge. You and I were very busy with our real life jobs. Yes. So I'm like feeling recharged, refreshed. You and I both, off air, agreed that this is probably going to go to Christmas, right? Like I would assume that just because there's so many people and this is without knowing the format. The only thing that changes that to me is these 90 minute episodes. Yeah, that like leaves a possibility of it maybe being a quicker season. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm also curious here for it. I wonder if they're what they're going to do with that extra 30 minutes. 
Like, are we going to see more house drama? Are they going to have, like, maybe, like, mini reunions after every episode or what? Like, I'm just curious to see. Well, we talked about how last season was so good because they went back to basics in terms of the structure of the show. They went back to having, you know, one, you start off in the house, you have one challenge, you see who wins a challenge, you have a deliberation, then you have an elimination at the end of each episode. And they went back to basics and that seemed to work, right? I just, I'd, I feel like most of the feedback we got on the show was most people enjoyed that as well. Instead of having these like drawn out episodes where, you know, you're left with cliffhangers that weren't really cliffhangers anyways. Do you know what I mean? And it seemed that they were really dragging on seasons. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year was a breath of fresh air that they went back to basics. So who knows what that means this year with the 90 minute episodes, but. I'm excited to find out next week. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And, you know, like and subscribe to the pod. Uh, You can find the You Killed It feed on SoundCloud and on iTunes and on YouTube. You know, like and subscribe. And uh, to quote the wise words of Bomani Jones, you know, Give us those five stars, because if you give us only four, then we're forced to think that you're a hater. You don't want that. You don't want that, right? No. But yeah, and if you happen to be a You Killed It person that might be interested in the On Blast podcast, you can search that too. Like and subscribe there. Why not? We're having a, a uniting of forces here. That's right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Hill, And... As per usual, I have a warning. This week, I'm covering the CP Women's Open, which is the Canadian Women's Golf Championship. It's an LPGA event. So <laughs> you're going to see a lot of tweets about women's golf. Um, but the one thing this I is will forewarning. Say, yeah, and the one thing I will say, in between now and then, and even once the season starts, I'm going to be here for the conversations about the challenge. So tweet us. Don't hesitate to tweet us your questions and comments and you know, try to get back to you when we can. And yeah, the challenge, the best part about the challenge and doing this podcast is getting to interact and like get different feedback. And there's going to be things and storylines that we miss. So yeah, the best part about doing this is getting to interact with more challenge fans. So definitely do not hesitate to hit us up at any point. So until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.